0: Hey everybody, Eric Tillman here, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Series Podcast. This is episode 44 with Lexi DIY. Lexi is a social media star who has grown huge on TikTok with 1.9 million followers. She gives us a little inside information on how she grew, what she does with her TikToks, and then how to grow a social media platform in the DIY space. Definitely a great topic to talk about. And we also talk about cr- creators and influencers on social media. So give this a listen, but before we get into the episode, please make sure you subscribe, like and review this podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts. And now I hope you enjoy episode 44 with Lexi DIY. Thank you so much Lexi for joining me today on the Pro Series podcast. Very excited to talk to you about all your social media and what you're up to.
1: Awesome! Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no problem. I always like to start the episode out, um, kind of how I just dis- i how our paths crossed. Um, and this time's kind of cool. Um, Andrea, that's someone that you know, was a viewer of my podcast and kind of reached out to me via email. So it was kind of cool how that interaction came about. And after yeah. I looked it up, I'm like, yeah, perfect, perfect oh. person for the be a guest.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So, um, I mean, you're big on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Um, how hard is it to keep it up with all three of them? Or is it pretty easy just to exit out of the app and post on
1: the next one? Um, I would say it's pretty difficult to keep up with all three of them, um, mm-hmm. especially because, you know, TikTok and YouTube are vastly different with, you know, the length of content and um, what I'm filming on and, you know, the editing required. So it definitely is a challenge. But, uh, you know, the good thing is with, you know, IG Reels and with YouTube Shorts, I can still kind of, you know, make one piece of content for a series and then post it to those platforms as well. So that part is a little bit less challenging but the swap from TikTok to YouTube is uh, quite a big one.
0: Yeah I feel like once one gets bigger or has a new feature or something the other one gets that same feature so it's just like that buffer period in between that's the hard part but I mean like YouTube Shorts who would ever thought that was a thing or that was going to be a thing?
1: Yeah I actually started posting on YouTube Shorts before it technically became available in the united states oh very
0: cool yeah I,
1: i i went on a um i was included on like a call with um some other creators that were interested in learning about like the short form content aspect and they said although it wasn't available in the united states that you could post uh with you know hashtag shorts and put YouTube shorts in the title and so I think I was lucky to kind of get in on some of those earlier times where there wasn't a lot of U.S. creators actually like sitting on the uh, short shelf as they call it
0: yeah Um, that's really cool so I mean obviously you're you've been in for a little while but what how do you how long ago did you start this process and those who don't and aren't familiar with you What are you doing, um, on these, these videos on YouTube, Instagram, um, and TikTok?
1: Yeah. So I, um, I started out actually making content about my dog. Um, I have a special needs. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so one of her videos went viral and, um, I kind of kept up with that for a while. Um, and then I kind of transitioned into just showing some of my DIY projects. Um, my husband Dustin and I, we uh, got married in 2015 in a courthouse. Um, and we always wanted a big wedding. So, on our um, fifth wedding anniversary, we finally got to have that big wedding. But, you know, it was just so expensive. And so I started you know, just making things myself as I, you know, had already kind of done before and posting it to the internet. And that's when it started to really become, um, a little bit more serious. And I was trying to make sure that I was, you know, uploading every day and, um, you know, learning a little bit more seriously on how to edit for YouTube. Mm -hmm. So that, was in 2020. And then um, now I do my series. Um, I had a series called Hot Mess House Renovation, which is where, you know, we had absolutely no idea what we were doing, but we bought a fixer upper and we're like, we are going to do everything we can ourselves on a budget and just learn along the way. And um, that is what I think really launched my career into what it is today. Um, And recently we've kind of taken our second season of the series and um, we are doing the hot mess lake house renovation now, so.
0: Gotcha. So I think you said off camera, you moved um, and a lot of followers were questioning that was, is that something you want to explain?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I got a lot of um, people asking and totally understandably so why, uh, after I had, you know, poured so much work into a house, um, and I loved it so much. And it was like, such a huge part of my content and kind of like my identity on the internet. um, People were upset to see it go. And they thought that I just wanted to, you know, make money off the house or, or whatever, which to be clear, there's like totally nothing wrong if that was uh, what they, you know, what we were going for, but my husband's in the military. And so we got orders out of state. Um, We were living in Virginia at first, and then we got orders to New Jersey. So it was kind of like a really big shift. And we got that news in the middle of renovating the house so it was Mm -hmm. yeah it was just kind of like this push to to even get the house done and get it on the market and then find something here so it was a really interesting process and I know a lot of people were sad to see the house go and so was I but um mostly people were just like very very supportive and they're excited to you know watch what we have going on now too.
0: Yeah. It gives you an an empty um, box or a, a new slate to just start clean and do new projects.
1: Yeah, for sure. And we learned so much with the first one that it was kind of exciting because we had a little bit of a leg up on, you know, where to start and a little bit better idea of what things were going to cost and just, you know, timeframes. So um, this has been an exciting, you know, few weeks as we're like just moving in and just getting started. And um, I'm really excited to see where it goes.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've always, I've talked to a couple um, TikTok influencers about this side of the business? Cause I mean, like TikTok, like if you're dancing and stuff, not that that's a hard thing to do. Cause you know, I can't do that part, but it's free like you just put prop up your camera and stuff. But this side of being a creator of TikTok is very expensive to create content. Do you struggle with figuring out how to make multiple pieces of content out of one project to kind of like stretch it out and kind of keep the interest of the following that you already have
1: yeah that's a really good question and I love that you bring that up because it is very expensive um and very you know time consuming too mm-hmm. so there are points where I do struggle to you know because I I fully understand when people are like oh we've already seen this project you know when I want to edit it differently or you know make a separate video about it um so it is quite challenging but I think it's kind of a fun challenge because I want everything I do to be accessible to anybody that wants to do it Mm -hmm. um not saying that all of my projects um, or like my room transformations are like extremely like nickel and dimed, but I try to, you know, be really upfront about the costs and to let people know that, you know, this is my full-time job. So I am fortunate enough to be able to do some of these projects a little bit more quickly. And I, I never want anybody to feel, um, Like, you know, oh, my gosh, why can't I replace all the flooring in my house at one time or or something like that? So I always try to keep it budget friendly and I always try to keep it realistic, too, because Mm -hmm. at the beginning before this was my full time job and before I, you know, was lucky enough to have brand deals and and things of that nature, um, it was very challenging. And I was really, you know, doing my best to keep everything super low cost and um, really like stretch it out as much as I could.
0: Yeah. Do you, so did you or your husband have any background of design or construction before you started this process?
1: Um. No. So I, I would say growing up, I always had an interest in design. I did, you know, like fashion design in high school. Um, I wasn't I, I don't want to say I was too good at that but I felt like I always kind of had an eye for like color and just things to put together but I was always watching HGTV and I just I knew that I wanted to create spaces I mean I had always like you know rearranged my bedroom a bunch of times and did like small little makeovers here and there um And uh, my grandfather was an artist, too. So we, you know, were always making art pieces and just being creative. So other than that, um, you know, neither of us had ever really used a power tool. We we really went into it like so blindly and, you know, I'm really lucky that that it worked out and it it turned out how it did but yeah it was definitely scary jumping into it at the beginning cuz we had no idea.
0: Oh yeah, what what are some key um takeaways from the first house that you've learned that you probably think that most people don't know about or um something that you learned that maybe most people do know about and you just didn't know.
1: Yeah, that's such a great question. I think um something that is really interesting to think about and I I guess I want to say this from a perspective of like um when I was younger and when I was watching all of these things getting put together I guess I didn't realize how expensive honestly some and how much time goes into certain things and um you know, that you need to get a structural engineer to make sure that that wall can't come down. And, you know, there's all these different facets of it that I think um, growing up, I really was like, oh, well, I would do it this way. But you don't realize that, you know, that way will be $10,000 and this way will be maybe 500. So I think um, that has been something that is really interesting, but I think the biggest takeaway also um, is just that a can of paint can fully transform a space.
0: Oh yeah, hundred percent. If you have the patience.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Do you ever find that you are creating jobs or creating new projects in your house just for social media?
1: That's a really good question, too. So I think sometimes I'll find myself creating smaller projects um, just so I don't necessarily have to get into a larger project if maybe I'm a little burnt out or, you know, I spent a lot of money on this project and I want to kind of cool off until I can get my next brand deal or something of that nature. Um, but I would say it's always something that I know I'm going to do down the line or something that maybe a follower has asked for, um, you know, like a piece of art to create something along those lines. But, um, You know, in the first house, there were so many projects. And in this one, there's even more. So I don't necessarily find um, myself struggling to find projects that need to get done. It's more of, you know, what order I'm going to do them in. And then maybe coming up with smaller tasks if I uh, just need a little bit of a break.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the next set of questions I have is for people who are wanting to i mean everybody's really buying right now you know the market's really hot and a lot of people are buying whatever they could find so they're renovating their homes and they're seeing that like people like you and other people that are documenting this because a lot of people love it they they watch H E T V, they they're on tiktok so might as well also follow along in those footsteps and create content for it what is like one of the first Out of the three social medias, what is the first social media that you think they should sign up for and start their following? Or is it all three at the same time and kind of keeping it all straightforward?
1: Yeah. So my suggestion would be uh, if I had started from the beginning, knowing what I know now, I would have put it all on all three social medias. Okay. One thing that I can say is um, I really suggest starting on TikTok. there is just so much organic growth, but um, you know there is that opportunity with IG reels and with YouTube shorts too. and so if you can start at the beginning or you know even just wherever you are now in the process and edit that video only once you know that one minute video um, and then post it to all three platforms, I definitely recommend that because you really just never know, which one um, it's going to go viral on. Like I have videos on YouTube shorts that maybe got like 100,000 views on TikTok and they have a few million views on YouTube shorts and then, you know, vice versa. So you just really never know. But if you wanted to focus on one platform, I think the biggest potential for growth is definitely TikTok.
0: Okay. And then again, I'm not going to make... Dancing TikTok and singing TikTok and stuff make it smaller than it is because it is very hard and I can't do it. But a lot of that is the trend. So, like, you know, the Galizzo song and the dance right now is very big. So, it's easier to trend on those sounds um, or those keywords or hashtags that are um, related to that original song. So, how can you make content for? home renovation like that do you use music to because I mean music also helps the algorithm of more people to see you how do you or what do you suggest for someone to help that
1: yeah that is a really great question too I you know I like to when I find the trends um to be something i can put like the diy home decor twist on um i do like to kind of hop on those videos um because it is again like it, it's not a video that's going to take me eight hours to actually complete you know the renovation project to do um and of course it is trending but normally what i do is i will um i'll put a trending sound over my video and i'll just turn it down to about like 10 or 15 so you can still hear my voiceover but you can also hear what's you know trending in the background and tiktok is definitely a lot more likely to push out your content if um you have a trending sound over it
0: gotcha and then this is a kind of a question from me myself um when you do the voiceovers do you have you ever done the the automatic voice like you type it in and it you know like it generated sounds?
1: yeah, yeah, I've done those before.
0: do you find that you have more success with the voiceover video ones or the text out um voice automated ones?
1: I have like undoubtedly had more success with just voiceover okay. ones I think that you know for me personally, when I'm going to look for people to follow wherever it, it is, I really love the authenticity that people bring to it and really just like their own personality. Yeah. And I feel like it's easier to show, you know, your little quirks and who you are, even if it's just how you're describing a project. And so I would definitely say that leaning into who you are, and it it gives it um, something to stand out, you know, because we're right. all just, and so I definitely recommend, like, just going with your own voice and your own, like, you know, funny or silly or just like serious, whatever um, avenue you want to go on way of saying things and people really appreciate that.
0: Okay. I mean, that's good to know. I've dabbled in both. So it's, that's, that was a selfish question there. <laughs> but um, next question. So you you um, mentioned before about brand deals. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I have had people ask about that because I've had a few in the past. Um, and some people just ask like, how does that come about? Um, in my, the way it worked for me is I've had stuff come through my emails. Um, some stuff come through the DMS, not as much. Um, but it, there's different, um, creator agencies that I'm a part of where different, um, they have their own managers and stuff that reach out and kind of figure out who, fits with what brand or what your engagement rate is. And there's, there's a whole nother set of things that kind of go with it, but how do you figure out and find brands to work with?
1: Yeah. So um, in the beginning, I didn't have a manager or a team or anything. So mainly it would come through, like you said, email or DM. And sometimes I would, you know, email or DM brands and kind of like Pitch to them. So um, at first, that was kind of how I did it. There's also, you know, other um, websites like uh, Aspire IQ and Octly and obviously, and um, those are places that you know brands will go and they put their campaigns on there, and you can apply for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I have a manager and a, a team, and they kind of go through my inbox and, um, negotiate the deals and do outreach for brands that I want to work with. And, um, you know, they also have some brands that come to their agency to do a marketing campaign. And so, um, you know, sometimes we get connected that way and then they kind of bring it to me. And, um, I'll kind of review it and, you know, look over the brand, look over the details of it. And then if it's something that I feel like is, you know, good, then I'll move forward.
0: Yeah. Have you ever like cold called a company like in the beginning? Like, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I think most people do that, but I just wanted to make sure.
1: Oh yeah. I think that there's nothing wrong with just shooting your shot.
0: Yeah. Not at all. Oh yeah. I mean, the the products that I have done that too is I'm going to use the product anyways, and I'm probably still going to tag it if I like it, yeah. so I might as well, like, get some type of relationship with them, um, which, I mean, it helps.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah, I know a lot of people will, um, you know kind of just do like make content. That's not an ad, but it's something that they just really love and they, you know, get the engagement on it. And then they'll just send that to the brand and say, Hey, you know, um, I really love your product. My followers know I love your product. This would be a great collaboration. I'd love to work with you. And um, I find that a lot of people, you know, also get in contact that way because TikTok is so organic, like especially on TikTok Um, and brands are keeping up with people who are tagging them on TikTok. And so, yeah, I think that's another good way to kind of get yourself in there with some brands that you're already using and loving, which those are the best collaborations, right? Because they're just so authentic to you.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could tell when it's a product that you truly like, Um, I mean, I feel like everybody's worked with a brand or a product they don't necessarily like, um, you don't have to name any or say yes or no. Um, but I feel like that's happened to everybody that's a creator. Um, but so what is your goal out of what, I mean, starting, was your goal to get a lot of followers and kind of, um, spread awareness to the different home renovations, help people out? Um, and what is your, um, now that you have success in it, what is your goal?
1: Yeah, so I think that social media was something I I wanted to do for a long time. Um, I just like the community of it. And so it was always really interesting to me. Um, and, you know, when me and my husband got married, I always told him, like, I'm going to be a YouTuber he was like, okay, like, I, I believe you. And so it's kind of crazy that we've ended up here.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. It's I started wanting to do it, but not necessarily seeing it go to this extent. Like, I'm so grateful it has. And I think now my, you know, My goal is really just to reach as many people as possible to let them know, you know, women in particular, that you can do hard things that you've never done before by yourself, even if it's a male dominated industry, even if it's something that you don't think you have the skill to tackle um, and just show people that you can do things that you think are too hard for you and you can do them on a budget and you can do them by yourself.
0: Exactly. That's funny you bring that up because um, a couple weeks ago, I had Emily Lopez. She's a real estate agent. She owns her brokerage and she started on YouTube as um, basically explaining like small things, how to like redo a shower head and stuff like that. Small things, but she's doing it for the same exact reason showing like that it's not just a male's job to do that or just a male could only do that. Um, yeah which is kind of cool that you mentioned that. Cause it was literally, I just met, talked to her. I talked to her a couple of months ago, but the episode came out a couple of weeks ago. So it's definitely someone to look um, for and maybe talk to because she definitely does a lot of social media stuff.
1: Absolutely. I would love that. And I think, you know, I think that's another great thing with the power of social media too, is, you know, getting to connect with all these different people who have mission as you and who are interested in the same thing as you. And that's like, really the power of social media is just bringing these communities together of people that like, otherwise you would never meet in real life.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not yeah. remotely even close in location. So like, I would never have met you in real life. And yeah. I feel like those connections to um, I'm an interior designer. So connecting with these brands and these companies, I could use their products for future jobs or maybe, you know, a future, uh, I don't know, a collaboration or something. Um, Or is something just, they're in town for a meeting or something and they wanna meet up. Um, So it's kind of like, it's almost like LinkedIn in a way, but uh, has a little bit more personality and personal aspect to it. For sure. Yeah, so, well, thank you so much. Very interesting story. I want to finish off and kind of let everybody know where they could follow you on all the platforms um, and anything to look forward to for um, people to follow you and look forward to in new posts.
1: Yeah, so um, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Lexi.DIY and then on YouTube at LexiDIY. And um, there is a lot to come. We just started the Hot Mess Lake House renovation, and we're in the very, very early stages. Uh, we're on episode seven, so there's so much to come. We're doing a full transformation inside and out. And um, another thing that I'm excited about is I'm going to be at VidCon, so I'm hoping to you know meet up with some other you know DIY and home content creators there and um, hopefully meet some of my followers and and get to like hang out and actually talk so I'm really excited about that. That,
0: That's always weird when you start to go places and people realize you that kind of just started to me this year and it kind of creeped me out first but now it's kind of kind of cool.
1: Yeah, uh, when we first moved to New Jersey, I was walking in the mall with my husband and we were just trying to, you know, get a slice of pizza before we went to go look at, you know, our next house when we're looking for houses up here. And um, this girl started screaming and just like, she was so excited. She was like, oh my gosh. And it was so like surreal to me because in my head, I'm just this girl, painting my trim in my house and, you know, doing things. And she was like, I can't believe I'm getting to meet you. I'm so happy that you you guys are in New Jersey. And so it was just this really surreal experience when you realize, oh my gosh, people know who I am.
0: Yeah. It's weird because like, I see likes, I see comments, I see the follows, but those don't really mean a lot to how, ha- to wrap my mind around how many people are actually seeing the posts and seeing those videos, so like seeing just a random person in public and they know who I am, that was really really interesting in the in a cool way.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's always it it catches you a little off guard like every time, and then like I don't think like I'm not I'm still not used to it honestly. Yeah. I don't think it's something that you necessarily get used to. So.
0: Yeah, I don't think you'll ever get used to it. I'll still be kind of creeped out for the rest of the time, but But it's okay. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Lexi, thank you so much for um, hopping on to my podcast Um, and excited to get this out and hopefully everybody follows you.
1: Yes, awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was really great to get to meet you.
0: Awesome.